Place. But Shandu, we won't have a chance. They'll kill us. Quick, Madison, fall to the ground. Shandu! Shandu! So, that was the teaser, right? Okay, I gotta tell you about the show before we go on. The series follows an American guy, Frank Chandler, who learned occult arts from a yogi in India. So we're already starting from a pretty non-PC place. The show was written for kids, specifically boys. Strap in for a little window into what they used to teach children about gender roles. For years, the little woman has been after you to buy her an evening gown, created by one of the big designers of Paris. After all, it's only money, and if it will make the little wife happy, so proud as a peacock in a barnyard, she wears her gorgeous Parisian original to the party at the country club. And guess what? There's a dame across the room wearing the exact same, the identical dress. The little woman practically throws a fit. She'll never wear that dress again. And your money's down the drain. After all, it's only a couple yards of silk and satin with a bow here and a pleat there. You'd think someone had committed a murder because two women are wearing the same dress. Shows how much you know someone did. And now, tonight's story of magic and mystery. Shandu, the magician. Here, I'm done, Shandu. Good. Now the case is closed and we can fly back to Washington tomorrow. Yeah. What's the matter, Madison? Okay, full disclosure. When the temp agency told me about this job working for Shandu, the magician, I was expecting something a little bit different. <laughs> you thought there'd be more excitement, danger, adventure. No, you're a magician. I thought we'd be playing Vegas or something. Well, I'm not a performing magician. Uh, yeah. I figured that out after I didn't find a single sequin jumpsuit in your wardrobe. My goal is to go forth with my youth and strength to conquer the evil that threatens mankind. While I get to sit here in this dank office doing all of your paperwork. Well, I'm sorry this didn't live up to- I mean, come on! I didn't sign up to be a secretary. I've worked with some of the greatest noir detectives, you know. I've solved, like, a ton of murders. That's the trouble with you women. You're never satisfied unless someone gets killed. What? Okay, that might be accurate with my true crime viewing choices. And most of the podcasts I listen to. But... To say, you women. Hello? Hello, uh, this is Monsieur Frank Chandler. 
uh, also who is known as Shandu the Magician. Yes. I mean, women might like the subject of true crime, but it's men who actually commit the true crime. You have come to Paris to engage in a counter-espionage activity? Say, what's going on here? Who are you? Women are usually the victims of true crime. So we're fascinated by it because we identify with the victims. You must help me. You must. There are spies. Now, now, wait a minute. The more low-risk lifestyle the victim, the more we're like, crap, that could have been me. Chandu, you will go to the Café Louise. You will order wine, uh, Chateau Batelier, uh 27. A man will ask you for a match. Follow him. Au revoir. Who is this? Hello? Hello? So true crime to women is like a horror movie is to men. Except yours is a supernatural slasher film, and ours is what happens when we park in a parking garage after six. Well, Madison, you might be in for some adventure yet. Put that typewriter away and pick up your revolver. Really? Okay, I will admit, this is the only job that has ever issued me my own weapon. Background checks are a bitch. Well, we ordered the bottle of Chateau Bataille. Now we wait. Care for some medicine? Uh, no. I'm good. I might as well have a glass. Say, what is this? The bottle is empty. It is? I don't understand. Madame Louise uncorked it right here at the table. Maybe we should order another one. Pardon me! Excuse me! It's fine, Madison. Having the bottle present on the table should work as our signal. Yes? Did you need something? Another bottle of this. Of course. Hold on, Madame Louise. Madison, there appears to be evidence of wine in the bottom of your glass. Ew! A dirty glass! Louise, take it away! My apologies, mademoiselle. No need to apologize. Madison, did you drink this entire bottle during the time when I went to use the restroom? What? <laughs> you were barely gone five minutes. Yes, I'm aware. That's, that's just, uh, um... Thank you, Madame Louise. We're fine. Let me know if you need anything else, Monsieur Chandu. Madison. One thousand pardons, monsieur. You can, uh, perhaps spare me a match? Oh, look! Our contact! Why not announce it to all of France? Yes, I have a match, monsieur. Many thanks. You're quite welcome. He's leaving! We gotta follow him or what? Are you sure you're not too intoxicated? You think I'm drunk? Oh, please. The label on this French wine might as well say Welch's. He's going out the door. Come on. We'll follow him. Pick up your gun. Not my fault 1930s dresses don't have big enough pockets. Hurry or we'll lose him. 30s purses are pretty small too. How am I supposed to carry this thing? <sighs> He's gone. He could have ducked into any one of these doorways. Here, you carry it. I have my own gun? Yeah, and you also have man pockets. Madison. Monsieur! Monsieur! Oh, there he is. Come on. All right, then give me your hat. Use your own hat. I can't. It's pinned to my head. A hurricane couldn't knock this thing off. It's also fashionably tilted over the right side of my face. So basically, I have the eyesight of a pirate with an eye patch. Fine. Give it to me. Come, monsieur and mademoiselle. Please hurry. Come upstairs and I will tell you everything. What do you want? There are spies. You must capture them. The police are powerless. Spies, huh? Lead the way. Follow me. Madison, will you please stop hanging on to my overcoat? 
dress, the hat over half my face, and these clunky heels. I am not equipped to navigate stairs. That's what happens when you women put so much emphasis on fashion. Do not criticize for women. Fashion is life. See? He's French. He knows. What's your name, anyway? Henri Chabert. Henri Chabert. Where have I heard that name before? I'm Madison Standish, sub. I, I shake your hand, but my grip on Shandu's jacket is the only thing between me and falling to my death. Pleasure to meet you. Voila, we arrive. Make no noise. Who is it? Henri! Why did you not demand the password? But Henri, I know your voice. And why did you not have your revolver ready? Maybe he doesn't have any pockets. I will be more careful, Henri, I promise. Monsieur Chandu, Mademoiselle Standish, my half-brother Pierre. Pierre, this is the great counter-espionage agent, Chandu, the magician. And I'm the magician's assistant. Ta-da! Come on, the jazz hand sold it. Monsieur Chabert, do you know which country these spies are working for? All countries. The swine are international. What are they after? The pigs are in pursuit of the greatest secret of the year. I bet they're spies from TMZ. Damn America's insatiable appetite for celebrity gossip. Please, Madison. That might be what women gab about around the bridge table, but spies are after vital atomic secrets. Atomic secrets? Who cares? Name me one scientist who's ever been stalked by paparazzi. Wait, I will show you. Keys, Pierre. Here you are, Henri. You see, Chandu, the closet door is made of steel. I had a closet door made of steel. I told my sister it was a safe room. And then one night, I woke her at like three in the morning, shouting our parents had been murdered and she needed to go into the safe room. She ran in there and I locked the door. Oh my God, it was hilarious. Hilarious? That sounds terrible. No, it was hilarious because she was so scared she forgot our parents were actually in Cabo. And they said she was bright for a six-year-old. If you please, I shall now unlock the door. Voila! Behold. <gasps> O-M-G. Well, what is it? What, what is, is it? it? Monsieur, you are bereft of your senses? Seriously, do you not have eyeballs? You mean that dress? A gown, it is a gown. The narrow waist, the flowing skirt, the absolutely revolutionary drape. It is mine, an Henri Chabert original. You made that? Dude, get me oxygen because my breath has officially been taken away. Now I remember the name. You're Henri Chabert, the dress designer. Oh, look who just caught up. I am to exhibit this gown at my salon tomorrow. <gasps> Do you need a model? I have experience on the catwalk. My friend designed a line of clothing made entirely from repurposed pool noodles. They looked amazing, but I smelled like chlorine for a week. What does any of this have to do with spies? Monsieur, they are after the gown. What? Oh, yeah, knockoffs of major labels are a huge sell. Not that I would ever have a knockoff. But they do make great gifts for people on your Christmas list who are too stupid to know the difference. Please, Monsieur Chandu, you must stop the spies from stealing the gown. You must. Do you mean that you dragged me all the way up here because of a dress? 
Are you aware that there is an international situation that may flare up into the most destructive war in history? Do you know that men are dying? Men might be dying, but women must wear clothes. Exactly! I mean, come on! There's always some war somewhere. Should that stop the rest of the world from being fashion-forward? Chabert, all my life I have been opposed to violence. But right now, if you were just seven inches taller, I'd forget my studies in philosophy. And, monsieur, I would bust you one right in the jaw. If he was seven inches taller? What, you must be this tall to fight Shandu? Monsieur, you speak to me of the philosophy of the mind, but in your country, there are millions of women. So? And what is uppermost in their minds? What obsesses them every moment, asleep or awake? Your war? Your international problems? You tell him, Henry. How many of these female creatures can discuss such things intelligently? Wait, what? The most their minds can concern is what they wear and how they look. Okay, step back, Frenchie. I do not create these attitudes. I merely satisfy them. All right, I don't care how tall you are. I'm going to beat your ass. Bravo, Henri, bravo. If only I could speak like that. I'll take you both on. I understand you now, Chabert. Even if I don't appreciate women's frivolous interests. There's going to be a war. Right here, right now. And men will die. So you see, Shondu, there are spies after my design. I have been using Pierre to stand guard. Are you also a designer, Pierre? Oh, no, 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 monsieur. I am completely ignorant of the art. Well, I, I, I apologize for losing my temper, gentlemen. Just because we don't think alike doesn't mean we have to fight. Don't think alike? You all seem to be on the same page of male chauvinism. Come along, Madison. Wait, what about the gown? Please, monsieur. Good luck, gentlemen. Okay, 1930s. You won't let women participate in business, science, or politics, so all that's left for them is fashion. Then you criticize them for being interested in fashion. I'm gonna guess the saying, damned if you do, damned if you don't, was first spoken by a woman. Yeah? Man, was there standish? Hey, hang on a sec. Sorry. I was in La Toilette, returning the French wine from whence it came. <laughs> What's up here? What are you doing here? Is uh, Monsieur Chandu here? Nah, he went out. I'm sure he's doing manly things that women can't do, like getting prostate cancer. Well, it is actually you I wish to speak to. Really? Why? I could tell that you appreciate the direness of our situation. What? Because I'm a girl and I like clothes? You know, in my day, there are male hip-hop artists who spend more on their sneaker collection than some small countries spend on their sneaker collection. It is wrong to devalue women just because they enjoy fashion. And there are plenty of women who don't value fashion, clearly because Birkenstocks exist. And perhaps a gown is not atomic secrets, but it is a valuable secret that still needs protection. I'm on board, but what can I do? Oh, I know. I could wear the gown so no one could steal it. Like when someone attaches a briefcase to your wrist with handcuffs? I've got my own handcuffs. I was more hoping you could persuade Chandu we need him. I worry my brother was too abrasive. I could try to come up with a reason for us to go back to your place 
And then you could talk to Shandu when your brother wasn't around. Yes, yes. Then I could put on the gown to protect it. I'm not sure the gown maybe would fit you. What? With your very aggressive bosom. Oh, <laughs> yeah. In the 1930s, you weren't exactly designing gowns for women with breast augmentation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, then. You bring Sandu. I am going there now to leave Henri from his shift of gout duty. Come in, say, an hour. Yeah, an hour works. Hey, here, take my clutch. This knockoff you clearly got from a street vendor? Okay, wow. You want to take a shot at my dress, too? Because I'm working as a magician's assistant. And this guy isn't exactly David Copperfield. He's barely Doug Henning. My apologies. Take the purse, and I'll tell Jean-Du I left it at your place, so we have to go back and get it. Ah, I see. Thank you so much, Mademoiselle Standish. This means so much to me. And of course, my brother. Au revoir. Uh, yeah. Reservoir. Well, how about that, girls? You're too big for 30s couture. You'll have to wait for trailblazers like Dolly Parton. Maybe come in, Henri? Of course, Louise. This is Monsieur Phillips. Pleasure to meet you. Yeah, so let's see the goods. Ah, of course. Direct to business. Behold, Monsieur Phillips, the latest and greatest gown in my creation. That's a beauty. Did I not tell you, Monsieur Phillips? This will be quite valuable to the manufacturers in the United States, no? I still don't get this. You're gonna let me steal your own design? This one you bring me? He is not so bright, Louise. We are not interested in his intelligence, Henri. Only his money. And considering how much wine he had at my cafe waiting for you, he owes us a lot of money. I could not help the delay. I had to ensure Pierre was gone. <clears throat> Go ahead, Monsieur Phillips. Uh, make your sketch. All right. But I'm going to need a little more light. Certainly, certainly. Louise, the lamp? Is that better? Uh, yeah, thanks. Did you hear that? Someone's coming. Your brother, he's back early. Both of you hide behind the door, quickly. What, Pierre, what are you doing here? It is my turn to stand guard. Now that you could not get Chandu to help us, we must be more vigilant than ever. I did my best, Pierre, my little brother. I know, I know. Perhaps Chandu will change his mind. Oh, I would not count on such things, but come now. You should go home and rest. You are not strong enough to stay awake all night. No, you should go home, brother. I will stay here. Pierre, I insist. I will stay. What was that, Henri? I heard nothing. Something made the noise behind the door. See, brother, you are tired. You are hearing things. Who are these people? Friends. Henri was telling me of the gown. I simply had to see it. Yes, uh, you know how women are. But that one, he is sketching. He is sketching my design. Stop, stop. Chabert, tell this mug to quit bothering me. I'm paying good money. Be quiet, you fool. Henri, are you letting him steal the gown? No, no, not exactly. For 20 years, I have let you pose as the world's greatest designer. You cannot even cut a 
down. You cannot even sketch a pleat. You cannot even hold a pair of scissors. If it weren't for me, you would be locked up in an asylum. I am not mad. Now I see. For 20 years, you've been trying to convince me of it. But tomorrow, the masquerade ends. Henri, our plans will be ruined. I will take my rifle place, and you will be exposed as the empty fool that you are. No, no, I will not let you. Hey, Chabert, put, put down that gun. You will not take from me my standing peer. I will kill you. I am not afraid of you. <laughs> well, so long, pal. I'm getting out of here. I don't want to get mixed up in no murder in this country. They like to slice your neck for it. Henri, stop him! Where are you going, my friend? Far away from you two nutjobs. You just killed a man. Slight correction. I killed no one. You did. Hey, what are you trying to get away with? Pierre caught you trying to steal the design and you shot him. You and I struggled and the gun went off killing you. Like this. Hey, now. Wait, wait, uh, uh, wait, wait, just, wait, just a... Oh. In just a few moments, we will bring you the second act of Shandu, the Magician. It's about my husband. He's having an affair and I want a divorce. I need you to provide me with proof. I think I might have a job for you. A job? For me? What is it? Do you think you can bring yourself to have sex with that man? With that man? Gee, Felix, I don't know. Man shot dead in Holborn. Well, what about it? Will I see you again? Probably not. I feel like killing myself. Don't do that. I will if I won't see you again. Someone followed me as I left Skinner's flat. He's dead. Of course he's dead. He practically bashed his brains out. Bashed his brains out? Me? No, 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 no. Audio Mystery Theatre presents The Honey Trap, a Felix Stone mystery. And now, back to tonight's story of intrigue and magic. started a long time ago, way back in the very dawn of our civilization. A man picked up his club and killed a buffalo. He dragged the carcass back to his cave. He pointed to the fur. Now, he said to his mate, make yourself a dress. But his wife, instead of being grateful, snatched the club and walloped him over the head with it. Me? Wear a gown made out of common old buffalo? Why, the woman in the next cave is dressed in the skin of a saber-toothed tiger. In a crude sort of way, that was man's first introduction to fashion. Civilization may have progressed since those Neanderthal times, but try to prove it to 50 million husbands. And then Fred and Barney went bowling. So that's how a generation of children were taught fashion started, including a reminder that wives have always been petty, self-serving bitches who don't appreciate their husbands. I swear this writer was working through issues he had with women. He and Walt Disney were getting drunk at a bar complaining about their mothers. Shandu, the Are you sure you left your purse at Chabert's? It was a clutch. 
I put it down because I hate carrying a clutch. Then why do you have a clutch? Because the strap kept getting caught on these 1930s puffy sleeves. Seriously, I look like Little Bo Peep. I'll never understand you women prioritizing fashion over function. What about you, Mr. Suit and Tie? You're lucky I'm wearing this suit. Otherwise, what would you be holding on to as we walked up the stairs? Pierre, Pierre, speak to me. That sounds like trouble. <laughs> Dude! Chabert, what happened? The swine on the floor, he must have forced his way in. He killed Pierre. I sprung at him like a tiger. We we struggled. The, the gun went off. He died. When did you get here? Just a few moments ago. Ashadu, oh, I pleaded with you to help me. Whoa, this is not how things were supposed to go down. What do you mean, Madison? Uh, oh look, my clutch. Madison, don't disturb the crime scene. I'm stepping over the bodies. That man was sketching your dress, Henri. He was stealing. And now Pierre, Pierre, he's dead. Poor, simple, little Pierre. Ew, I think he's still breathing. <laughs> oh? Yes, Pierre, what are you pointing at? He's trying to raise his hand. His lips are moving. Dude, this is creepy. Well, maybe move so you're not straddling him. He doesn't have the strength to talk. He's going very quickly. He's trying to lift his thumb, like a thumbs up. This is exactly how I envision Fonzie dying. What are you trying to show me, Pierre? Hey! Shut up, Madison. Yes, Pierre. I see. Pierre! Oh, it is all over. Yes, he's dead. Aw, oh, man, Shandu! How's it feel to know if you just agreed to help these dudes... Pierre would still be alive. Well, why don't you check to see if the killer has any identification on him? This is your mess. You touch the dead body. Fine. Chabert, how long had you been gone? I left immediately after you two did, Monsieur Chandu. I spent some time in the cafe, and on an impulse, I, I returned. Right after we left, weren't you guarding the gown? I, I was until Pierre returned. Then I went to the cafe. I see. Here, Madison, here's the killer's wallet. What am I supposed to do with it? Take all the credit cards and go on a shopping spree through the exclusive boutiques of Paris? Check for identification. Then take all the credit cards and go on a shopping spree through the exclusive boutiques of Paris? No shopping spree. How am I supposed to live up to the female stereotypes perpetuated by this show if I can't go shopping? So, Chabert, this man came to sketch the dress? My gown? Yes. The driver's license has the name John Phillips, but there's no picture. How do we know it's really his? It was in his wallet on his person. That's it? It's not laminated, it doesn't have a hologram, and no radio frequency identification chip? How much fraud in the past had to happen before you guys got your acts together? Chabert, your brother was locked inside the closet with the dress? I'm seriously asking, because it sounds pretty easy to commit fraud in the 30s. A lot easier than when I tried to sell those counterfeit Girl Scout cookies. Yes, Chantou, Pierre was guarding the gun. How do you suppose Phillips opened that steel door? I cannot say. I Perhaps he tricked Pierre into opening it. Perhaps. I don't know if this gown is worth losing your life over. I know my thin mints weren't, but Jenny made her choice. Oh, poor Pierre. And if I had not returned, this pig would have gotten away with it. Pierre didn't know anything about design, you told me. 
It's true, he was completely ignorant to all matters pertaining to dressmaking. I see. Madison, you're standing near Phillips. Do you smell anything? Are you kidding? With two dead bodies in the room? I'm doing my best not to breathe through my nose. I smell wine. Phillips had been drinking, I'd say. I'd like to be drinking, I'd say. In fact, if you don't need me anymore, I think I'll hit the cafe downstairs. Yes, the cafe downstairs. I'll join you. Really? You want to get wasted with me on cheap French wine? I'd like to do some inquiring at the cafe. At the cafe? Why is that, monsieur? Yeah, why? Pierre's dead, Pierre's killer's dead, gown not stolen. I think we're done here. Except maybe saying you're sorry since you basically caused the death of Pierre. Yes, uh, Monsieur Chabert, I'm sorry. I owe you an apology. I should have taken your concerns more seriously. It is too late, but... (sighs) I accept. Please, may I shake your hand? It would make me feel better. Of course. Thank you for being so understanding. You better telephone for the police. If they want information from me, they know where I can be reached. Come along, Madison. Yeah, sorry for your loss. At least you didn't get any blood splatter on the gown. Madison. What? You don't want his gown to look like menstruation couture. May I get you any more wine, Monsieur Chandu? Yes, we. In a moment. Madame Louise, the case is closed, but I just want to satisfy myself on a few things. Nothing important. If it's not important, wine first. How may I help? You didn't see anyone corresponding to the description of this man Phillips in your cafe? No, not in my cafe. And Chabert came here at 8 this evening? Oh, yes. 8 o'clock? You sure? Why do you doubt the time, Madison? That was when I went on my constitutional and you were in the office packing. Wait, you were packing, weren't you? You hadn't come back to the cafe to blow through the rest of your expense account, had you? No, I was at the office. But Pierre came by around 8 to see if I could get you to take his case. Why didn't you tell me? He wanted me to lie to you because you're kind of a jerk. (sighs) All right. Then if Pierre was at our office at 8, Henri should have been upstairs guarding the gown. Uh, of course, I was not looking at the clock. Perhaps it was closer to nine. How long was Henri here? If my memory serves, perhaps eleven. I do recall he had a premonition about something and wanted to leave immediately. Eleven. That's right before we went back there. So then this man Phillips broke in on Pierre and killed him just before Henri returned. Crappy timing for Pierre. I wonder if there's a parallel universe where Henri arrives in time to save his brother. Kind of like the movie Sliding Doors? Oh, who am I kidding? I never saw it. I hate Gwyneth Paltrow. Well, I'm satisfied now. Thanks for your cooperation, Madame Louise. Goodbye, Monsieur Chandu, Mademoiselle Standish. Au revoir. What's this au revoir? I came here to get wasted on French wine, and I'm not leaving until I'm wasted on French wine. With your tolerance level, a snail could finish the Tour de France before you become intoxicated. Did you know that most French people do not eat snails? Americans are always grossed out at eating snails, but if someone just dropped them in a deep fat fryer, they'd be selling out at the county fair. Get it, Shandu. It totally adds up. 
Pierre was guarding the gown, Phillips forced his way in to steal the design, killing Pierre in the process, and then Henri killed Phillips. What am I missing? Henri Chevert is a liar. I know he's lying. It didn't happen that way. Based on what? Is this your extrasensory perception? Because we're like deep in the second act and haven't seen any reason why you're called Shandu the magician. Call it what you like, but I think I have evidence. Okay, what evidence? You'll have to wait, Madison. I was trying to scare somebody. Sorry to disappoint, but magicians are not scary. Even the dark goth ones. They come off like a Christian rock band. So not as cool as they think they are. Let me answer this phone call, and we'll see if I did scare someone. Hello? Shandu, it is Madame Louise. You will meet me at my office. Something vitally important. Certainly, Madame Louise, at once. No, not now. Come in, say, two hours. When I close the cafe, there is a back entrance in a small alley. I'll be there. Thank you, Shandu. Thank you. You were trying to scare Madame Louise? All you needed to do was tell her you're going to call a health inspector on her cafe. Seriously, it's like Ratatouille in there. Oh, come on, Shandu. This is so a trap. Of course it is, but I have a little plan, Madison. You have a plan? Well, I'll tell you their plan. Knock, knock. Who's there? Shandu the magician. Shandu the magician, the one guy who could prove we're murderers and put us in jail? Hang on a sec. Bang, bang, bang. No doubt about it. So, am I covering you with this gun? Because I might have lied on my resume about my weapons experience. Instead of expert level, it should have read none. Come along. Who is it? It's Henri. The second you answer, he'll fire through the door. Madison, fall to the ground. Madison, get down now. I'm trying, but I got 1930s undergarments working against me here. Ow. It's Shandu. How are you alone? Yes. Shoot, shoot, kill him. Ah, now we are safe. <gasps> Shandu. Hello, I brought a friend. <laughs> what is that sound? Trying to get up. Little help. Pierre? Uh, drop your gun, Henri. I've got you covered. One false move and I'll take out your ankles. Pierre? Is it you? Say hello to the people, Pierre. Holy. Holy. No. No. You fool. It is only Shandu standing there. And Madison lying in the gutter. You gotta run in your nylons, by the way. Pierre is with us, too. I hear Pierre. I see him. Keep your hands up, Louise. Or down. I can see them better if you hold them down. Just, can, can you squat? Of course you see Pierre. Pierre, please. Idiot. There is no one here. I am here, Henri. You see me. You see me. Yes, yes. It is ventriloquism. Shandu can saw his voice. He cannot prove a thing. Is that why you killed me, Henri? To hide the truth? No, no, no. Pierre is not here. It is an illusion. Do not let Shandu work on your mind. Fight him or we are lost. Take care of her, Madison. She's upsetting my schedule. I can't get up. Find a way. All right, but this ain't gonna be pretty. 
First the dress. Ah, now you, lady. Ta-da! Chabert, you killed your half-brother. Killed? No! You're alive, Pierre. You're here. I see you. No, I am dead. You shot me. Then how, how can you talk to me? Your conscience is talking to you. My conscience tries to talk to me all the time. Thankfully, I'm not an active listener. But it is, Pierre. It is his voice. I told Chandu. I told him before I died. Show him how you told me. Walk over to him. No! 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 Keep away from me! This is how Chandu would tell. Pull my thumb away. What is this? Fart jokes from the dead? What about your thumb, Henri? It proves you're an imposter. Pierre decided to expose you, and that's why you killed him. <laughs> I had to kill you, Pierre. <laughs> Pierre is dead. Who are you talking to? He, he was here. I saw him. I saw him. <laughs> so, that's your whole shtick, then? I don't know what you mean. That's the magician stuff? No card tricks, no sawing a lady in half, just effing with people? Eh, more or less. Okay, let's go back. How did you figure out Henri was lying in the first place? Well, you remember how Henri said Pierre was no dressmaker? Um, gee, when I was a kid, I actually did a line of clothing for my Barbies. Until my mom realized I'd cut up some of her clothes from her closet. Truth be told, Barbie looked better than my mom in the Dior. Then you might know that dressmaking can be hard on the designer's hands. Oh, yeah. My fingers got so used to being stuck by needles that getting a voodoo doll of my mom so she wouldn't punish me was a no-brainer. When Pierre was dying, he couldn't speak, but he did show me his thumb. It was calloused. Then when I shook Henri's hand, I noticed his was not. So Henri was pretending to be the designer all this time? Why would Pierre do that? Dude, brag on yourself, because no one else is going to do it for you, except maybe your mom, if you don't cut up her... Dior. Pierre was a timid little creature and completely under Henri's domination. But one day, those timid little creatures explode and then look out. Pretty much why I decided to go away to college. When my sister quit chess club to take martial arts, I saw the writing on the wall. Well, now we have to arrange a date for Henri with a special lady. A date? Special lady? Not what I was expecting as punishment for murder. Well, this lady doesn't care anything about clothes. As a matter of fact, she doesn't wear any. Are we taking him to the brothels of Paris? Get him syphilis and let the disease do the job? The woman I speak of is a sharp old biddy. Her name is Madame Guillotine. Oh, I see what you did there. Off with his head, huh? Okay, well, since both the Chabert brothers are going to be dead anyway, how about I go back there and get the gown? A little altering and I could rock that thing like it was the Met Gala. That would still be stealing. <laughs> so? Good luck trying to get my conscience to guilt me. There's a backlog of things I should feel guilty about. And that's where the French wine comes in. Chandu the Magician originated in 1931 from Los Angeles and started as a five-day-a-week, 15-minute serial heard across the West Coast. The series had many various incarnations in its lifetime, including being made into films in the early 1930s. Geared towards children, most of the plots saw Chandu traveling to real and mystic locales alongside his sister Dorothy and often joined by her two teenage children. 
Chindu would have an impact on Steve Ditko and Stan Lee, both children at the time of the original broadcast, who used the 1930s serial as an inspiration for Marvel's Doctor Strange. It's Madison. Thank you so much for listening. Have you signed up for my newsletter yet? Twice a month, get sneak peeks and not found anywhere else Madison stuff. To sign up, go to my website, madisonontheair.com. And don't forget to follow me on your favorite socials. I post daily to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Mastodon. My handle is at Madison on the Air. Okay, now, listen to these credits, you guys, because this cast was amazing. Take it away, announcer dude. Madison on the Air was written and produced by Christy Dallin Sage with music composition and audio engineering by Jeremy Sage. The role of Madison Standish was played by Christy Dallin Sage. Jerry Kokic appeared as Shandu. Other actors in the cast were Albert Garnica as Henri, James C. Taylor as Pierre, Bonnie Brantley as Madame Louise, Scott Barry as John Phillips, and Jonathan Winstead as the narrator. Uh, uh. <laughs> this is the sound that my dog used to make. The way she would howl is by doing this. Uh, uh.